0: Many tenants ask the team to enter the apartment without their shoes, because shoes are out. So that's the type of tenants that I want, that they treat my asset as if it's their asset, as if it's their home, and they don't walk with shoes in the house. Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science. But it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it. And this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world actually invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes, which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and investing with me, visit www.bluelake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from sunny and a little bit cold California. So today we're going to talk about the three lessons that I've learned from buying real estate in 2021. Boy, that was a very, very interesting year. Obviously, you all know COVID started in 2020. There was a lot of uncertainty in the market. And then, towards Q, the end of Q3, Q4 of 2020, we realized that actually multifamily is going to perform well. And it's a really solid asset class, even during COVID. And 2021 started on the right foot. You know, we've seen interesting deals, rents were up, demand for apartments was very strong, and that trend. I believe it's going to continue in 2022. But the fact that multifamily was so successful basically pushed a lot of investors towards multifamily. So investors that have been investing in core markets such as New York, LA, San Francisco, all of a sudden they moved to the South and the Southeast, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Carolinas. all the markets where we're basically buying And also investors that have never really bought anything in multifamily in that market all of a sudden shifted their focus and started buying multifamily because they were doing so well. So the first lesson that I've learned is that you have to stay disciplined because of what I've just described. And not only because of this, but also because there was a lot of capital chasing deals in 2021, assets were selling at a extremely high prices. So I've seen some record high prices that I have not seen before. And I've had multiple conversations with brokers, you know, some of them we've purchased assets through and some of them we've hired to sell our assets and the same conversation we're having which basically the whisper Which is the pricing guidelines that the broker starts with when a property's on the market? It's, let's say, 100 million. And sometimes it's a range of, you know, 90 to 100 million, for instance. And a month later, a month into the marketing, we're having the same conversation and we realize that someone is willing to pay, you know, 110 million, for instance, or 107. And the same conversation that we're having almost every time is we had no idea that it's going to get crazy as it is and, and so competitive, so so many offers are on the table. And this is a surprise to us. We didn't think we could we can sell it at such a high price. And so, you know, as a buyer, it's obviously very, very frustrating. You have to stay disciplined because Maybe the music is going to stop at some point and you want to make sure that you're buying in the right market, you're buying at the right price and not just throwing money at deals just to get something because you're, you have, you know, FOMO, you feel that you're missing out on deals and that everyone is making money, which is not true, you know, in real estate. And so you have to stay disciplined. I've seen, you know, other deals that sponsors were buying at crazy prices and I can tell that not all of them Are performing. And so it's a small market. We all know what's going on. I mean, who's performing, who's not. So staying disciplined, and it's really hard when everyone is buying right and left, but stay disciplined, buy right. There's no rush to, you know, increase your portfolio by 20, 30, 500%. You have to buy when the time is right, and you have to buy. The right assets and in the right market. So, even though everything is crazy right now because there's kind of an euphoric feeling that multifamily is great and real estate is great and it's never going to stop, at some point it will. So, only buy those deals that with conservative underwriting still work. Only buy those deals that even when rents are not going to increase as much as they're increasing right now and when occupancy is not as high as it is right now, it still make sense. Don't take just the current situation right now where rents are extremely high, 20, 40, 50% rent increases, occupancy 96 to 98, 99%. Most deals are going to do great if this is what's going to happen year over year. But the truth is that we don't know. And I would not recommend anyone to underwrite this way. That's the first thing that I've learned that you have to stay disciplined and have to apply the same I would say underwriting assumptions and use the same rules that you had before COVID. Even now, when you're buying assets, this is how you can, you can't guarantee your success, but you you can basically guarantee that you're working towards creating and building and sustaining your wealth moving forward. So stay disciplined. That's the first thing that I've learned in 2021. The second thing, and that's interesting, is that the tenant quality is actually More important than location. Of course, location, location, location is the first rule you hear about real estate. But let me tell you this there are some great locations, but there's always those one off assets that, even though they're in really great locations, the tenant base there is not ideal. Maybe the asset is right in the corner where the area is changing, or maybe the asset is old, so it attracts the wrong type of tenants and when i say tenant quality it doesn't necessarily mean doctors and lawyers and you know tech employees which are make in my opinion the best tenants but i'm talking about the type of tenants that care about the property and they care about the credit score so they're less likely to skip in the middle of the night without paying you or be late on paying their rents because they're building their credit, they're building their, you know, career and they don't want to do those things because that's going to harm, you know, that's going to damage their chances of getting a house one day. So those type of tenants, tenants that if they think they're going to be late, they're going to reach out and proactively engage the property manager and say, hey, I think I'm going to be late. What can you do? And work so both sides can work on a plan. The type of tenants that, of course, are not going to skip in the middle of the night. I can share with you that we have an asset that when we were walking all the units during the diligence, where you're supposed to walk every unit and take notes of everything that are wrong in you know the property, if there are mold, if there's leak, anything like that, many tenants ask the team to enter the apartment without their shoes. The shoes are out. So that's the type of tenants that I want, that they treat my asset as if it's their asset, as if it's their home, and they don't walk with shoes in the house. So that's one small indication that can basically tell you a lot about tenant quality, also the type of cars that are in a parking lot, and of course, you know, the occupation and income, tenant income. So tenant quality is more important than location. And I can share with you that during 2021, the assets in the Blake's portfolio that basically overperformed were those with the best tenant quality in our portfolio. Yes, usually it goes hand in hand with good location, but we're not focused just on the location. We're focused on the tenant quality. We're analyzing the tenant base. And that's how, you know, we make sure that we not only pay investors every month, but we overperform. It's laser focus on tenant quality. So that that was the second lesson that I've learned this year, or actually it's 2022. So that, you know, lesson that I've learned in 2021. And the third one is... Unfortunately, what I've learned also is that not all assets are doing well. You know, as a sponsor, I invest my own money in every deal. That's a rule. That's the golden rule for me. If it's not good enough for me to put my money in it, I'm not going to even buy it or bring it to investors. But as part of the diversification of my own wealth, I'm also investing with other sponsors. And I can tell you that not all assets are doing well. There's, I think, a misconception that real estate is doing great now. Multifamilies is a very, very strong, almost unbeatable asset class right now. And it's really hard to go wrong if you invest in multifamily. It depends. Many assets are performing, but there are some assets that are not performing the main things that i've seen this year for assets that are not performing the main reasons is that either the price was too high generally speaking in the market so if the price is too high the debt service the debt payments to the lender is very high and that puts a lot of pressure on cash flow so you don't always get the amount that was projected sometimes the property manager or the sponsors are not very skilled so You got to really pay attention. And I hear that from my investors who sometimes invest outside of Blue Lake. You got to really do a thorough due diligence on the sponsor, understand who is also going to manage the day-to-day. Is it the sponsor, the owner, or do they have a team of experienced asset managers? And who is going to be the boots on the ground? What company have they hired? Or maybe they do it in-house. Do they have any, you know, existing relationships before they started, before they bought this asset, just to make sure you eliminate the risk of, you know, losing your investment. It's a little bit trickier when it comes to the pricing. You got to look at the underwriting and there's, I write about it also in my blog. So you can look up blue capitalcom about how to look at the underwriting and make sure that the pricing is right and that the underwriting is actually not aggressive, but That's one of the things that I've learned this year is that not all assets are doing well and it boils down to the sponsor's quality and the sponsor's experience because an experienced sponsor would know who to hire. They'll have a team of experienced asset managers and they'll know who to hire as the property manager because property manager is the boots on the ground. The asset manager is the one sitting in the sponsor's office managing the team that is on the ground And they will also know how much they can pay for an asset. Now, some sponsors are more aggressive than others when it comes to pricing. It's part of their own strategy. But you just need to take that into consideration because that made a huge difference in 2021. So that's it for today, guys. These are the main three lessons that I've learned from buying real estate in 2021. Gotta stay disciplined. Tenant quality is the number one thing you want to focus on and that not all assets are doing well. It really boils down to the quality and experience of the sponsor. Be bold guys, be great and create your own kind of extraordinary life. I'll see you on the next episode.